Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We love Jimbo. Yes. We kid because we love, right? That's our dog, man. Yeah, Been on the show, what, twice now? Uh, at least. Yeah. At least. Has it been for a while, though? I think we had him the first two years, and then we haven't had him this year yet. But I know Mikey B's working diligently on getting Jimbo back on he, the show. He may have another tough one this weekend versus B.C., well, it's a lot harder to get Jimbo on the show during a season like this. Yeah. Because he's not going to want to talk so much about what's happening with his team as opposed to the last couple of years where... I think he would. He wouldn't pull a Cam Newton on us. But coaches generally like to come on. Well, it's not even so much the coach. It's the SID. Because that's the person that sets up the sports information director. That's the guy who sets up these interviews. So half these requests don't even get to the coaches. True. So yeah, you you, you got a a middleman there, right? So who's basically a marketing guy in a sense. Right. But so, I, I think they would they would come on. You can't duck uh, the the guys that uh, you you've allowed your coaches to to talk with in the past just because you're having a season that sure unlike any other. But they also don't want to, you know they they don't want to because a lot of the questions are going to be like, what happened? Why is it so bad? Well, you have to expect that. You assume those are going to be the questions, and right. you should be used to answering them, considering you lost four games already. Sure, but he has all his regular media availability. Trust yeah. me, I'd love to have Jimbo on the show, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm the devil's advocate. You know, the fact that he's got his regular media availability, he probably has a coach's show that he does. Like, you know, in a season like that, we're going to do all the extraneous stuff? Like, probably not. Whereas, example, like Dave Doran's going to come on today because that team's playing Notre Dame. He would have come on uh, last year. Right, but it makes a lot of sense for him to come on now before this game, and if they win, also to come on. True. But chances are if they lost to Notre Dame, and we asked after that, you probably wouldn't get the interview. I'm going to agree with you again. After disagreeing with you largely, you know, most of the show, at least the first part, I agree with you a second time that, yes, it's about promoting your program. And when we have James Franklin on, he – Knows how to do that better than anyone. And, and and these coaches will get on these shows and, and they get a chance to market their programs and essentially turn it into a, rec- a recruiting call. Yeah. Uh, Mikey B., have you reached out to Florida State about Jimbo this year and gotten rebuffed because of some of their faults? Yeah, I'm over the world on that one. Yeah. Really? That's yeah, tough. I, that's what I figured. I mean, it's not surprising, you know, and I, I don't know. Well, I don't know this if is I'm... a safe zone for you, Jimbo. Come yeah. on, coach. Yeah, he was on season one. Yeah, was he on just once or twice? Just once for. Oh, I, thought I thought we was, had him twice. I thought no, it was twice too. Just once, seven fifteen a.m. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it probably was. He would remember something like that. He had to break early at seven yeah. ten. Yeah, I mean he would. He would remember. He's crazy. Like that. Did you get Coop's picks from downstairs? Did you get them? I did. Yes. Are uh-huh. they? How? How? What level are they at? He got annoyed by my why. Oh, really? Follow up. Yeah, he says why always saying why. <laughs> Okay, Coop. Yeah, mm. that's great. Mm. I just like them because um, 
I knew that was coming. <laughs> that question of why do you keep asking me why? Because you... we want to know. But that was we were definitely trending in that direction because the last couple of weeks, I mean, he cursed during one of his yes. why answers last week. This week, too. So, so he's, he's annoyed with you? No, I think he enjoys it, but the why did bother him. Did sure. you? Ex- well, I don't want to ruin the bit. Yeah. But, see, I would have said to Coop, well, Coop, we're a sports show, and we talk a lot about sports, so we don't just pick games. We give reasons, yeah. and we just want to hear what uh, <laughs> what you have to say. We want to know why. No, we just want to hear you <laughs> talk more, because it's not funny <laughs> if you just say with the name of a team. You didn't hear that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Penn State, Ohio State. Uh-oh. And most games are, are afternoon games. I How think about it, that? I think it has something to do with the World Series. Yes. That's what would be my guess. A lot to do with it. So, 3.30, you've got Penn State, Ohio State. I prefer that. I That's just me. I don't know how the, what you prefer when you're in the studio. You probably, I would imagine you'd probably rather have the games on while you're yeah. at the studio because you can watch them and and be uninterrupted, whereas when you're done with that long day on Saturday and you go out, you might want to relax a little bit as opposed to be locked in. No, I differ with you. Really? It's going to be like being at a tennis match with all these great games taking oh, place okay. yeah. at 3.30, and then you, you're you going to be interrupted or will be interrupted because we've got to do a halftime show of our game, and you got to do this, you have break-ins here and there. It's more Adam once we're done with halftime, but I'd rather be – able to go home, and you'll love this. You know me, I'm slow to a lot of things. I'm now just now finding out that I can watch eight games at one time on DirecTV. Oh, the mix. The mix. Yeah. yeah. I knew that for the pro game, but for some reason I didn't know that for the college games. I stumbled upon that about four weeks ago, and so that's what I do now. And it is cool to sit there in the comforts of your own home and watch eight different games at the same time and just – be to your own devices, so uh, that's been cool. Yeah, it is tough, though. I mean, I, I have I don't have the biggest TV in the world. I have yeah. a sixty inch television, yeah. and I know some people have like eighty and yeah. ninety now. So, but even then, where I'm like close to it, the eight games is tough. Eight games is hard for me to to pay attention to. But when it's four games, like yeah. the best the best part of the NFL mix is Afternoon. the four o'clock yep. games. Yep. Eastern time, that yeah. is. The second slate. Yeah. Because then you can just sit there, you put the four games up, and you can watch them all at the same time. It's pretty yeah, good. I, I, I would agree. And you've seen my big old screen uh, there. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I sit there and I watch those. So that's groovy. And now last week we had some marquee games. They all turned out to be uh, blowouts with Notre Dame, SC, and, and Michigan and Penn State. But uh, it's going to be a, a great afternoon, 3.30, all these games. Uh, Georgia and Florida, our game is at 3.30, of course. But Penn State and Ohio State, this is a huge moment for Ohio State to for us to witness how far they've really come since they were defeated by Oklahoma in, in convincing fashion in that ball game. Now, JT Barrett's putting up all types of numbers. Uh, with one more touchdown uh, tomorrow, he can be the career leader in the uh, the Big Ten. He's right now tied with uh, Drew Brees. It'll be his 91st touchdown. And, and, and so how far have they really come? Because you look at the competition since that, that game, the five games they've won, and they've waxed everyone. I think the closest – margin of victory has been by 31 points and, and you know army and unlv and maryland and, and the, those type of uh teams now penn state rolls in there two excellent defenses 
And I think it's going to be a line of scrimmage game. I think it's going to be about that Penn State O-line. And remember, we had James Franklin on. I asked him, are there any glaring questions on your team? And I pointed towards the defensive line. He said, no, uh, glaring made that, that, that word. And no, nothing glaring. Uh, it kind of took offense to me saying glaring. And so he likes his D-line. Watch Shaka uh, Tony up front. He leads him in sacks. And Jason Kabenda, the linebacker position. Well, I think this is going to be a, a heck of a game. But similar moment for, for both teams. And Urban Meyer, last two big ball games, what has he done? In the playoffs, they were boat raced 31 to nothing by Clemson. And, and then, of course, OU goes in there into the horseshoe and puts 30 points on them. Yeah, I think Penn State's better. I really do believe that. And I was a little bit surprised to see the spread on this game. And I'm going to end up picking it because of that. And I really think that it comes down to exactly what you said. It's JT Barrett against this defense because he hasn't seen a defense like this. And we talked about it earlier in the week that the Penn State defense has been muted, in a sense, in the conversation about how good they are because it's Saquon Barkley every week. So it's Saquon did this, Saquon did that, and everybody's mesmerized with it, as they should be. But also, the defense is playing at an incredible level. Now, there is this revenge factor Mm -hmm. that is there. Now, I don't normally play into those things. I think that that is... One of these narratives that that doesn't always play out, but Urban Meyer said it himself. Yeah, like he said it himself that yes, that is a factor in this game. Um, I just I, I don't know. I just I really think that that what I've seen from Penn State the last couple of weeks and the way that they are the ability for huge plays on offense and their defense being as smothering as it is, mm-hmm. and they have to, every test that they've seen this year. They have come through with flying colors, whereas Ohio State certainly with a blemish on their record to a team that has not been all that impressive since then is is really why I'm I'm leaning Penn State in well, this game, they, even on the road. Penn State uh, will be going up against their toughest offense. Uh, you're talking about the eight. 18th-ranked rush offense with Dobbins and Weber back there, and, and and you're going up against a damn good defense, just like Penn State has a good one. Penn State's allowed about 9, 10 points a game, and Ohio State 15 uh, points a game. So Trace McSorley, as I thought last week, he's going to have to utilize his feet, and he's going to have to make some plays. Of course, you want to stop Saquon Barkley, but I love how Joe Moorhead moves him around. He's so creative with this young man. You have him in the Wildcat. You have him out at wide receiver. You get him out in space. Uh, and So you look for more of that. But Trace McSorley, uh, he doesn't get enough credit. Counted for four touchdowns last week. Look for him to try to evade the pressure that you know Ohio State's going to bring. And they have a hell of a defense. And also, I'll, I'll end with this, Paris Campbell at the wide receiver position for Ohio State. You've got two Jim Thorpe Award finalists on the, in that Penn State secondary, Marcus Allen and, and Grant Haley, can those guys lock up one, one-on-one with these receivers of Ohio State and allow the, the front seven to, to, to get after uh, JT Barrett in, in that running game? You know, people talk about Ohio State rounding into shape this year and turning into their best team at the right time, but, I mean, Penn State's been doing that since the beginning of last year. I mean, that's after they lost to Pitt, I mean, from then on, they've just been getting better yeah. and well, better. Yeah, well, after Michigan. And, and Michigan, yeah. too, right. Yeah. But even But even then... I mean, that, that pit loss was a terrible loss um, for them. And then after that, you know, they just keep getting better, better, better. And then this year, they've just been in, incredible. And I just, I don't know, even though James Franklin was a little bit of a condescending in that post-game news conference. Who do we play next week? Yeah, that whole, <laughs> I just I just think that they're, 
There's there's confidence that can work counterproductively to you, and there's the confidence that Penn State has right now that I think is going to work for them. I mentioned that last night. It's funny you say that because I said the same thing. I like the swagger that John uh, James Franklin has brought to this football team, and you're right. It can be counterproductive at times, but I think he does it in a manner where they're not overconfident, but they believe in what they're doing, and they should. The other big one, and, this, and it's I, I think a distinct second because that game is so big with Penn State and Ohio State is NC State and Notre Dame. And this is strength against strength. I mean, this is uh, the, the the football lover's dream about a great run offense and a great run defense going head-to-head and who is going to win that battle. And I do believe it's going to be Notre Dame. And I, I don't want to be the guy that sees what they did last week and then totally jumps on them and say, all right, I mean, now that now they're great. But I'm doing that. I'm doing exactly that because... <laughs> You're going to be that guy. I, I, cause, and, and it's hard to argue against one or the other of those units where you're talking about the defensive line and, and Chubb of NC State and the offensive line and how they've got like three or four NFL guys on the offensive line right now. Uh, but to me, that, that Notre Dame offensive line is going to win enough of the battles to end up winning this game. And I just think that they're – and also that the loss to Georgia to me, I mean, I'm, I'm so high on Georgia. And the fact that that's the only loss that they have – and the way that they've gotten better, and the way they rallied around Kelly at the beginning of the year, and the fact that they're just rolling like this, I think they control the ball. I think they can run the ball in NC State, and that's going to be who wins that battle will win the game. I think it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost by one point in that ball game, and you had Jake Fromm go on the road, play or start his first game, true freshman. He throws a 50-50 ball in which Terry Godwin's able to climb the ladder and, and come down with it. That's the game-winning score in that ball game. And, and Notre Dame couldn't do anything with their vaunted rushing attack, where they're averaging over 300 yards per game in every game other than that when they only had 55, and yet they lost by one point in that game. When Bush couldn't do anything through the air, I thought last week he was going to have to make some plays via the air. He did that, although he'd still only hit 40% of his passes. The first touchdown was uh, Equinemius St. Brown. He had two touchdown passes in the ball game, and they were able to run the rock with Josh Adams and also Wimbush, uh, both uh, well over 100, uh, at least uh, Adams was. But what was most impressive to me watching that game was the fact in the Georgia game, the speed and strength of that Georgia defense wouldn't allow Notre Dame to get out on the perimeter. Most SEC defenses won't. You're not going to outrun those guys. They're always big and they're always fast. And that's the way NC State is built. Now, they lost their first ball game uh, versus South Carolina and turnovers in that ball game, and they still had an opportunity to win. They're late. But they're going to bring that same type of athleticism. You mentioned Bradley Chubb, probably be a first-rounder. Uh, in, in next year's NFL draft. But this Notre Dame team started the game off last week getting outside on the perimeter. It helped. It assisted them the fact that there was attrition on that USC defensive line. They had some freshmen who were getting playing time. And, and so, yes, that helped. But more importantly for me was Notre Dame's defense. They really stepped up and played well. And I think they do the same thing here with Ryan Finley, who doesn't make a ton of mistakes, the NC State quarterback. And they've got some talent. they got some playmakers. Watch this Jalen Samuels. He does it all. He, I mean, they can line him up at H-back. They can put him in the slot. He can play tight end. This guy is, is a freakish athlete. And then Naheem Hines at the running back position. So they've got some studs. And remember, they've seen these running quarterbacks before, Lamar Jackson. And they won that ball game a few weeks back. So this was going to be this is going to be one of those snot bubble games. Yeah. I, it's going to be fun. Without a doubt. And I, I, I have a tough time trying to figure out what NC State is by the wins and losses that they've had. All right, first – 
game of the year. It's sort of like a toss-up at that point. You don't know who your team is. You lose to a team you should have never lost to. And then you think about, all right, they had Syracuse at home. They they only won that game by a, by a score. But look what Syracuse has done and how competitive they've been. They go on the road to Pitt. It was their homecoming. And that game was really close until they pulled away at the end. But they lost Chubb for a little bit during that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was on the road. And we saw Pitt be a giant killer last year. So can I look at that game and say that they should have been better in that one? Florida State has stunk this year. and But they went there and won, which is still something. So it's like I'm having a tough time trying to figure out if what they've done is really impressive or only just a little bit impressive. Well, it, it, it's tough when you're talking about 18, 19, 20-year-olds. And you... You're going to be different each and every week. And, yeah, it may be tight uh, early and maybe sometimes into the third quarter of these games, but eventually you get that separation, and that's uh, what what you want. Or even if you win a close one, fine. You want to be tested. I want to see how my charges, how they react when they are tested. And, and, and the ultimate goal is to post a W. So by hook or crook, put a W up there. I think they're an impressive squad. What Dave Doran, who's going to join us in the next hour, has done has been very impressive. He's resurrected that program. It took him a few years to do so. But uh, he's got some some excellent talent. He's a mass there. And they're going to be a physical football team. This will be, as I just said, uh, one of those slobber knockers. It's going to be fun football because you got the sixth-ranked rushing offense going up against the sixth-ranked rushing defense, and they're going to be bringing the noise. Are you picking that game? Yeah. Later? Oh, am I picking it later? I am not. All right. You're you know going to pick it? I'm going to change one what of my What is the line picks. on that anyway? I'm gonna ch- I think it's seven and a half. Notre oh, Dame. Notre Dame, really? I think. Mm. This I, is a, this is going to be a fun one to watch. I, I like what Notre Dame's doing. Wimbush has to get better throwing the rock, and uh, that's going to be the key. He's got he's to have some, ref, uh, some uh, wide receivers step up like they did last week. And that offensive line was dynamite, though. They got on the perimeter, then they attacked where they always attack up the gut. But they threw him off the scent early, USC, by getting outside. And I look for more of that uh, as well this week. This is the cardinal sin, though. Can't what? do this. What? Well, when you make your picks and then you change one oh. of them. Because then you know you're always going to lose that one. But I think mm. I'm going to swap it out. You going to swap it? I'm going to swap gonna, one out. Seven and a half Notre Dame? Yeah. You're buying what they selling? Yeah, I think I might be. I don't know. You're going to have to find out. Tease. Mm-hmm. Will I pick it? Will I not pick it? Uh-oh. It depends what Dave Doran says. Watch. <laughs> he says something I like. I won't pick him. <laughs> I'm definitely not picking NC State, but I might pick Notre Dame. All right. Mm. When we come back, there's some hilarious audio from the NFL Network. You can take the guy off the field. You can't take the field off the guy, it's if that boy, makes sense. Man. Come on. It's our boy. We, we love him. Which one are you talking what about? We're talking about Coach. No, no, no. Oh, different oh, okay. guy. Oh, different guy. Different guy. Oh. Uh, you're retired maybe in one sense. You're mm. not in another. Uh, but mm. first, here's something that Brian's got for you. That's right. I'm here again for Relief Factor. And maybe like me, you're a high school superstar athlete or even a professional athlete. Either way, I'll bet you have some aches and pains that are making your life miserable right now. Hard to get out of a chair, hard to golf or play tennis or even walk up. And downstairs, hey, you don't have to be an athlete to have pain. We understand that neck, back, shoulder pain, hip, knee pain, all that. You probably experienced in some of you out there. Even general muscle aches and pain can be a bummer. This is why I'm so happy with Relief Factor. I was tell- just telling Gio that I was just popping these packets of Relief Factor yesterday. My rotator cuff was bothering me, a shoulder, but it feels better today. And it's going to feel even better tomorrow because I will continue to take my relief factor. I was even handing them out in the television studio last night. That's how good they are, and they're working for me, and they'll work for you. So here's 
what I suggest you do, like tens of thousands of other athletes and non-athletes have already done. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. All right, and I'm pleased to announce that for all of October, the owners of Relief Factor, they're donating $5 of each three-week quick start to children in need. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. Maybe you're skeptical like I was. Well, I'm not skeptical any longer because I'm out of pain. You can be too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Zach Martin, who is a production guy here, (laughs) CBS, CBS Radio. And uh, I'm leaning on him again. Uh-oh, he nailed he Truex you? last week. He came back today with <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. He's already in the playoffs, but he's overdue. He's got nine wins at Martinsville. Yeah, nine whole bunch of clocks. Nine wins. He's got a history of doing well in short track. Yep. So every track. Yeah, but especially <laughs> short track. And nine. I mean, this is he owns. Owns Martinsville. Mm-hmm. Owns it, so you're not going to pick him, right? I am picking him. Jimmy Johnson. Um, he did give me two others, but I don't like doing that because I don't want Bogus to get on my case on Monday for picking three like he does with you. So just Jimmy Johnson and maybe Kyle Busch and Martin mm-hmm. Advanced Auto Parts introduces Speed Perks. Spend $100 and get $20 off your next qualified purchase. No cards to carry. No points to keep track of. No Nonsense. And speaking of racing, how about uh, Richard Petty? Did you say his, speaking of racism? It, yeah, that too. <laughs> what uh, did you just say? I said racing. Oh, racing. I thought you were yeah. speaking of racism. Yeah, I, I hired uh, Daryl Bubba Wallace to be his full-time uh, driver. How about that? Yeah. How about that? It's amazing. Yeah, and then Daryl, just avoid the Confederate flags. You'll be all right. Just keep looking down. There he's been He's been subbing. For uh, Alric uh, Almarola, racism, and, and, and <laughs> you said it this time, and has uh, finished better each and every race he's uh, been in the car. So uh, the first full time brother since Wendell Scott. Y'all ever seen that movie, Wendell, Wendell? Scott? Wendell Scott. Richard Pryor per- uh, portrayed him, and I believe it was Grease Lightning. Uh, damn good movie, funny. Yeah. Wendell Scott. So is is that going? Bo to Bridges get, is in it as well. Is that going to get you back into the game here? Uh, I may watch uh, my man <laughs> Bubba Wallace. That's all it takes, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just like with me with Logano. That's right. See, first you got to get in the system, then you can change the system. See, that's See, where he, he's our mole, right? We so we uh, we share something because, like, when I saw Logano in there, I'm like Paisan, you know, mm, racing. Yeah, because they haven't had any other Italian race car drivers out there. There before, you go. Right? So he's going. So. Uh, Logano and, and Wallace are going to team together and change all that. Get the Confederate flag outlawed, right? Why not? That heritage thing. Yeah. Bull dookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Anyway, good luck, Mr. Wallace, next year. Good luck. All right, Bogish is back, and he's got an update for us. And uh, you got anything uh, on Confederate flags? Um, no, oh, okay. I was sitting here for eight thirty. <laughs> oh, but, damn! Yeah. Was... So the Miami Dolphins' three-game winning streak came to a crashing halt in Baltimore on Thursday Night Football—a forty-nothing drubbing at the hands of the Ravens. Miami managed less than two hundred yards of offense. Replacement QB Matt Moore sacked three times, picked off twice, both of which will return for touchdowns. Head coach Adam Gates really inspiring post game. We got to take this these times off, this time off that we have because this is really kind of our bye week. Just kind of you know refocus our mind, get as healthy as we can, 
And when we come back, we got to be ready to work. Yeah, rah rah, sis, boom, bah. The Ravens <laughs> move on. Wondering about Joe Flacco's status. The QB suffered a concussion and lacerated ear thanks to a vicious hit from Miami linebacker Kiko Alonso. He was either doing his job or attempting murder, depending on whom you ask. The questionable hit came as Flacco slid to end a scramble. Late in the second quarter, the Dodgers and Astros are now in Houston. Game three of the World Series at 720 Central tonight in Texas. Astros manager A.J. Hinch eager to hand the ball to Lance McCullers Jr. You know, if you ask him today, what are you going to do tomorrow? He's going to say, I'm going to throw nine scoreless. And he believes it. And he thinks it's my fault if it doesn't happen because I took him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that type of makeup, that type of competitive burn, you know, part of it's innate and part of it's grown in confidence as he's seen himself be successful at this level. McCullers allowed that from only... the hotel bar, that soundbite? Was... <laughs> McCullers allowed only one run and three hits with nine Ks over ten innings in the ALCS. You Darvish starts for the Dodgers tonight. Away from the postseason, the Cardinals have hired Mike Maddox as their pitching coach. He spent the last two seasons with the Nationals. DeMarcus Cousins played in Sacramento last night for the first time since being traded to New Orleans. Super nervous coming in. Um, you know, the anticipation was like through the roof. So, um, you know, I, could, I, I really couldn't wait for the ball to go up and we could just actually get to the basketball. And once on the court, Cousins posted 41 points and 23 rebounds, rallying the Pelicans from a 14-point halftime hold to win 114 106. Number 20, Stanford escaped Oregon State 15 14 on a three yard touchdown pass with 20 seconds left. The Cardinal played without the nation's leading rusher, Bryce Love. He had an ankle injury. And on ice, the Lightning beat the Red Wings 3 2 as Steven Stamkos and Nikita became the seventh set of teammates to start a season with 11 game point streaks. Boys? You always have to put in Dave Mishkin. You can't help it's yourself. my gift to you. Right. Thank you. Keep Great. doing it. Yeah, keep doing it. Like, you like hearing that? Team Kiko. No, I uh, like hearing you complain about it. Oh. <laughs> Team Kiko. Just, <laughs> man, I tell you. They win it! Bogus. Do what you're supposed to do, he says as he walks out the door. Gosh. He's something else. Uh, what a finish! <laughs> Bogus is, in, is very incon. I'll give you credit. Like, you're very consistent in your takes like bogus very inconsistent in his takes very inconsistent like he'll he's a, like a big rules guy but then he acquiesced to that in certain situations nah, I, to I fit throw you neck. off the scent every now and then you're surprised but yeah i but i knew what you were gonna do with this you today. did not yes i did i mm. tweeted out last night what here's you tweet i I'll and what you. time did you tweet it are you you ready for this yeah and i'm surprised i mean i tweeted i tagged you in it so the fact that you still don't know all these hours later Hold on. All right. At 9.40 p.m., there's another hit at Jones and Famo, and I will fight about tomorrow. 9.40 p.m. 9.40, I was on the set. Yep. My bad. Yeah. So, told you. I knew I knew you were coming. I walked in this morning, told Mikey B. I said, it's going to be a fight today. Uh-oh. I smell it. Did, did he, Mikey B, he told you that? Uh, hook him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steve Smith is, Speaking of fighting. is the ultimate competitor, right? <laughs> God. He always has been. He's got this whole thing where, I mean, he'll his motivation always comes from wanting to shut somebody up or embarrassing someone on the field. And now that he's doing some broadcasting, that hasn't changed. So I don't know what the original beef was between... Michael Irvin and Steve Smith, the original one that that Irvin said. I know the second one now. Okay. 
But so there have been two incidents. Yeah. So apparently Irvin was picking on Steve Smith some way, shape, or form. Like maybe it was his outfit. Uh, just my guess. The, the second one we're talking about was the outfit. The second one, but I'm saying I, th- I think the first one might have been his outfit okay. too. But I'm not positive. So he's picking on him. He's making fun of him, like mm-hmm. good-natured right. ribbing stuff. And Steve Smith, I guess he, he let that one go. But then last night, you got Michael Irvin in the studio. You got Steve Smith there at M&T Bank outside of the right. stadium as they're covering the game. He's on location. And they bring in Michael Irvin, and he addresses the first thing that there was beef about and then goes on to say something else. Now, I will give you a little preview here. I watched this video. He is not joking, Steve Smith. No, no, no. This man is not. So when you see his, like, you'll hear a lot of laughter, but if you watch it, Steve Smith's face is dead serious. So keep that in mind when you listen to this. Steve, I got to apologize. My wife loves you, and she got mad at me for messing with you. She's going to make me sleep on the couch if I mess, if I mess with you anymore. So I'm not going to say anything about those pants you have on. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about those pants you have. You know what, Mike? I'm, I'm going to let you know mode. right now. When I come, when I come to L.A., I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? His wife, his, Steve's I, I wife picked up his pants. So, I apologize. So I think Steve's you, wife is going to have a problem with you as well, Michael. Oh, so I'm going to tell you. Don't hit me on the couch. I'm going to just whoop your ass when I see you. She's just going to be on the couch. Straight up. I got no time for this. <laughs> he went after my buddy Bart Scott on NFL Today. Uh, that's just how he is. He's oh, high that's strong, right. yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's not messing around. But that I, was I, when he was still playing, right? No, I Steve think it was a, it was an off week, maybe, and they had him in studio. I think he was still on the grid, right? But, but that was just a year ago, though, I believe. But yeah. like you know, and that was about his play, probably. Wasn't it Rodney Harrison too? He went after. He went after him too. I mean, but that was it's when he, hard to keep a list, right? Like, but that's when he was playing. Like, I get it. But this is like, you know, Michael Irvin's joking about his pants and he's joking about his outfits, and he's dead. He wants to, as he said, <laughs> whoop his ass. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, you know what? I, I'm Team Steve Smith. <laughs> I'm, you don't I, think Michael Irvin get down? Uh, no, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm with you. No I shitty. mean, Steve Smith. First of all, Steve Smith needs to be. A little bit more lighthearted about these yes. things, I would agree. Yeah. However, I've, I've never been a big Michael Irvin guy. So if anybody wants to whoop his ass. <laughs> oh, come on. Go I'm a big Michael Irvin guy. Of course Go you Cowboys. are because you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, but... Even when he was at Miami, he was a hell of a player. Uh... <laughs> the player. There I go again. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> you loved him then. Didn't matter how his NFL career played out. But he actually had a good one. Um, unlike the other guys. So I do think, though, that... That Steve Smith has got to get some counseling. Yes, I, I would. He needs to become a better man, right? Yeah, right. And, and, anger toolbox. There you go, man. Yeah, let it go. And I, I dig the pants he was wearing. Those were cool. And Michael, Michael was trying to apologize there. Listen, I'm not going to get on you. My wife is not happy about me getting on that you. That was backhanded. He started I know. messing with it. was with backhanded. Him. Michael Irvin calls on them cats from Liberty City. Mm-hmm. Hey, out there, how's your anger toolbox? There you go. Help I like everybody the, out. I like the marimba in the background. How's your anger toolbox? Is that what that is? Yeah, man. Cool. Either that or a xylophone or something. Take that out next time. <laughs> Just so we could hear you more clearly. Yeah. Take out the damn marimba! During the anger segment? Yeah. Thank you. Make sure you <laughs> check that anger out there, okay? Who's marimbering? Who's okay? marimbering? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Mikey B's going to the premiere. He's he's officially going. He told me. Oh, is that right? He's officially. You tell going. me. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll tell security. Okay. Look out for your ass. Is there a list he needs to be security? on? Security? No, just tell him. <laughs> it's funny you ask. <laughs> you know us brothers, we different. You know my agent sending out these invites and you got right. RSVP. I, BJ, we haven't gotten any RSVPs from your friends. Like, oh, they'll be there. <laughs> but they haven't responded to Well, don't send no damn invite, man. I just told them right. to show up. They're Tell also, them who you with. They're also going to be late. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> what time does it start? 2.30? We'll be there about 2.45. <laughs> just tell us what we miss. <laughs> That's funny. So so I guess you just all you need to do is show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just uh, tell them you're with me. I'll make sure to bring my anger toolbox. Yeah. You tell them you're with me, dog. I'm going to send out RSVP. Whatever. We got time for all that. Too busy. Uh, Isn't that right? Just show up? Yeah, man. Come on. Yeah, he's going to have a little recorder. He's going to go around and get cool. people's takes on there you go. Um, Better Man Show. All right. And Hopefully it goes well. Knock on wood. Get some reviews. You'll get some, some beaming reviews. Uh, I, we've had some good reviews. Uh, I think I told you Randy Cross was out in California. He saw yeah, an he episode did. this past weekend. That's right. And, and thus far, uh, we've had episode one and episode two run in certain locales and we've been able to hold our audience or even increase it with the uh the the episode two so so far so good increase the audience increase it in some areas yeah that's pretty good that's pretty, pretty impressive good all right we'll see if we can get some more orders come on <laughs> what, what was that what orders was, orders oh okay. yeah yeah all right i said that angrily huh yeah you did come on check we got the a lot box. more to to give the man like better mind yeah better sex all that good stuff who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a better mind, better sex? Better sex. Who doesn't? Tell me. You know. Come on. Raise your hand if you don't. Only, only a uh, sadomasochist yeah. would not want those things. All right. Coming up in about 23 minutes from now, mm-hmm. Dave Doran. Going to help you make up your mind on this damn game. Yeah. Uh, NC State head football coach will join us live on the show. We're going to do a little week eight preview in the NFL coming up next. And we've got Coop and Calhoun making their picks, even though it's just Coop now because Calhoun's afraid he's going to get fired if he makes <laughs> picks on the job. But I still like saying Coop and Calhoun because that's more fun to say. You got to say who? <laughs> say something now, who? Make a pick, who? We need to have Hoon on the Better Man show. <laughs> yeah. What do you say again? we got to change his mind on a couple of things. That's for sure. Oh, that's- you hear that, <laughs> Coming right back. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The hit that we talked about most of the first hour, Kiko Alonso. We'll see what the NFL does oh, after this, too. Oh, definitely be a fine, but we've seen two suspensions already, so I wonder if they go if they go that route as well, because we've seen Already, Sendejo of the Vikings and Danny Trevathan of the Bears get suspended this season. Uh, of course, it was two for Trevathan at first, and then yeah. they reduced it right. to one. All right. Now, see, I thought that was egregious. The Trevathan here? Yes. No, but I thought we argued about that, and you no. said that the guy, when you wrapped up, that's the best time to go and get it him. It is, but I thought he targeted him. He went helmet first. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I think I thought both of them were were really bad. And okay. Sendejo too. I thought Sendejo okay. take what did you think of Sendejo on Wallace? Uh that one I didn't think he should have been uh suspended. Okay. Personal file, okay. I understand what you're trying to do. And you you're being proactive, you want to take those type of hits that game. I understand that. Personal file, yeah. 
suspended, no. Rest of the games in the league, speaking of those Minnesota Vikings and Sendejo, it starts off as the Vikings and the Browns are in London. It's <laughs> what? what was the game last week that was so bad in London? Arizona, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was mm. the Cardinals. Cardinals and who Rams? Up? And the Rams, yeah. Because we were commenting on the fact that it started later, and I, I was I saw the highlights from that. Where are they? Because it didn't look familiar to feel the stadium, and, and 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 it didn't register to me that they were in London because those games were usually early. Yeah, and so you had that game, which was it wasn't competitive. No, not and at then all. it was a total blowout. Then you had that game that I I swear is the worst half of football I've ever seen in my life. It, actually, it almost it was close. It was that uh, Vikings Bears Monday Night game I ended up going to. That was almost terrible. That was three to two mm-hmm. at halftime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that Saints Dolphins game was awful. And now you're sending the Browns out there. Are you trying to grow the game or are you trying to turn them off? Are you trying to, like, stop putting a team in London by sending the Browns out there to We're play? Going global. My goodness. And I know that they're trying to get as many teams involved out there as possible to grow a fan base, but and if, this is such a Viking spot to lose, too. It's just such a spot for them to lose. Well, I don't think they lose this ball game. A couple of reasons. Joe Thomas, of course, is out. And the pass rushing of Everson Griffin and that – Hunter, Cat, uh, I think they get after the quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser. Is Kaiser now back to starter again, or is it going to be Cody Kessler? Who knows? It doesn't matter. Uh, and I, I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. And Case Keenan, why he hasn't been consistent, uh, I, I still have – going to be Kaiser. It, it's going to be Kaiser, okay. Uh, I still have uh, – I think he can, he can direct his team, and, uh, and I think Minnesota goes over and they take care of business. They better. Uh, honestly, because you're five and two right now, mm-hmm. I don't think they're good enough to really make that much noise in the conference. But you get to six and two, and with Aaron Rodgers out, you go and win the division. Yeah. At least that's an accomplishment for you. Now it'll set you up where either Bradford or Bridgewater come back, and maybe you have something right. there. Right. And Steph Diggs, I he's getting closer to playing this week, which is a big one. You're never going to get Dalvin Cook back. This year, but Latavius Murray, I'll give him credit. He looked pretty good last week, and McKinnon has looked good for a couple of weeks now. And that defense is a, is a live defense. I mean, they're a yes. real, real good playoff you, yep. caliber, championship caliber defense, but you know their offense is what it is. So they better win that game. Well, their defense out. should be licking their chops going up against the Cleveland Browns uh, because they can't do anything well yeah. uh, at this point. And, as I mentioned, Thomas is out, and and uh, you got the issues at the quarterback position, and these guys can really uh, hunt uh, when you get get you in uh, third and long. Or and, and so look, uh, Deshaun Kaiser duck. And speaking of Dalvin Cook, I bet his brother committed to Georgia, not Florida State. So more hits for Florida State, right? Mm. Uh, there's not a ton of early slate interesting games this week, uh, but one that stands out above the others is the Chargers. Going to New yeah. England. Yep. I'm surprised this is a 1 p.m. Eastern game because anytime that New England is playing on a on a Sunday, it's not Sunday night or Monday night or Thursday night. You know, generally, they'll put them on mm-hmm. be at, at 4 Eastern or 4:25 Eastern because they're just interesting. They're the Patriots, but and also you got a West Coast team coming across right. too, which you generally give them a little bit of a break and a kickoff later in the game, and they have it, but. This game, maybe they thought, all right, the Chargers starting off 0-3, 0-4, whatever, 0-4, uh, that this is just going to be a total blowout. But they've won three straight games. Right. And the Patriots, by the way, I mean, I know that they've been playing better, but they're still 
this this is a very very interesting game to me. And if this were out in L.A., I mean, I'd be all over the Chargers in this one. But of course, Brady, Foxborough, all that. But this is this we're really going to see if the Chargers, you know, won these three games and it was flukish, or that this team is rounded into the team that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the well, season. Well, you look at their losses, and they've been in all those games. They had the kicking woes with uh, Young Way, and of course they got rid of him. So they have. It's not like they've been blasted in the games that they've lost. They've been in all these games. Their defense has been solid. Offensively, they haven't posted a ton of points, but uh, this is a quality football team. It seems like they're finding their stride here currently with this three-game three, three game win streak, uh, but they know this is going to be a tough one. And, I, yeah, I can't believe in the life of me that you got a West Coast team going all the way out to New England, and, and it's not a, a later ball game. But uh, we'll see if, if the Chargers can – get over that uh, that long flight and they may have gone out Friday instead of Saturday for this early ball game and so I've had time to acclimate to the uh, three hour time difference but I think they're going to come in and they're going to play same tough defense try to get after Brady but the the, the Patriots the other night this they were quintessential New England Patriots with the the, the way they ran the ball uh, the way they controlled the line of scrimmage Brady was hit a couple times even sacked but for the most part he had time to move in that pocket and, and look downfield and complete passes, whether it was the receivers, tight ends, or, or, or running backs. So that's what they do in their defense, of course. Uh, they were excellent. You know, there's only two games that are not uh, 1 p.m. Eastern starts. There's only two late games, Houston-Seattle and Dallas-Washington, and then, of course, a Sunday night game. So that's that's interesting. All two the, late games. That's it. I mean, you. I mean, you hmm. can get four or five. You know. So, so now we're on the mix with just two games. Yeah, even I know. better. Right? <laughs> that is. They'll, they'll, you know what they'll do is they'll still put four boxes up there and they'll put other crap in. Yeah. There. Like they'll put some stupid thing that's like to me it's like split the screen down the middle, put two games on. Right. It. So so one you have six or seven, eight games, eight and the games. other one is. I thought sometimes you could get just two on there. I hope so. I don't know. I we'll, believe so. We'll see. Uh, but both of those games are are way more interesting than most of the games that we have on the early slate. My favorite game this week is is Houston going to Seattle because, and yeah. it, it should be Cowboys yeah. Redskins, but it's Houston going to Seattle because I really want to see Deshaun Watson in that environment, and if he can go in there yeah. and play. I mean, the guy already went to Foxborough and they ended up losing that game, but he was pretty damn good mm-hmm. in that game. If he goes into Seattle and beats them, and Seattle is still trying to find themselves, they could very easily, looking around at this conference, they could very easily turn into that team that's like, all right, it's a no-brainer. You know, they're going to get the one seed. They're going to they're gonna cruise, and they should. But they haven't been. So Houston traveling all the way up there to Sean Watson in this offense. And can this defense be a, anywhere near what it, what it was with the players that they lost on defense and the way that they've played this year? Well, you've seen some some snippets of this passing offense. You saw it last week uh, here in, in New York when Seattle took on the Giants in that second half after they got all up in their, their offensive coach's face. Uh, who was that, uh, 89? Uh, his, the receiver. Doug Baldwin? It. Baldwin, yeah, and, and, and Tom... Uh, uh, cable, uh, you saw that, and we've seen it before from uh, the def- defensive guys and and how they go after each other. But yet they still go out there and they play well, and that's what Seattle did in the second half. Played well. Uh, you know, you had the controversial call with Paul Richardson whether you, when you had the simultaneous catch, uh, simultaneous catch between Richardson and the defender for the Giants. But the, the offense, the, uh, you 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 saw Russell Wilson at his best. He started clicking and, and, and finding guys down the field. I still think their running game leaves a lot to be desired. So uh, Houston gets Dwayne Brown back, guy who held out, arguably their best 
defensive uh, offensive lineman. Perfect see, timing for that. Good timing, yeah. but how how good a shape is he going to be in? We always yeah. talk about you need three, at least you know two or three games to really round in the shape. And now you're going up going up against that defense that played much better. I was surprised Seattle's defense played as well as they did up here, especially with the Giants coming off that that win against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean that that Giants offense. I expected more out of them as well last week, but then you really think about the weapons that they have left. It's just not, the the cupboard is bare. And it seems like, I don't want to discredit the Giants' one win, but it seems like the Broncos are sort of caught in the funk Uh at this point, more than the Giants were world beaters in that game. And then quickly, we don't have a ton of time here, but you like the Cowboys against traveling to D.C.? I do. Beleaguered offensive line for, for Washington. Demarcus Lawrence hopefully has a field day. He's leading the league right now in sacks. Coming up next... Dave Doran. Can we call it the game of his life? <laughs> Let's try to put as much pressure on him as yeah, we possibly game can. Game of the century. Right. It's make or break. Yeah. It's win or lose. It's life or death, Dave. <laughs> Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.